0: My grandmother's favorite holiday is Christmas, and my uncle's birthday is October 17th. <laughs> For my uncle's birthday, my grandma puts up the Christmas tree. <laughs> and not just a Christmas tree, one in every room of the house the kitchen, the bathroom, the living rooms, both living rooms, the bedrooms, even if they're little desk ones, like she goes all out and you know, it's not even, so my huge thing was, oh my God, what are you doing? It's not even Halloween yet. And she's like, but it's Jenny's birthday and it's my favorite holiday and it's Genio's favorite holiday is Christmas. So that's why I'm going to put up all the Christmas trees today and then Christmas lasts longer.
1: We actually call your grandmother Nying Ying. Which is the Chinese word for grandmother on the father's side of the family. Uh,
0: I called him, I called him Grandpa Foot. We in our native language in Hindi, we call them Dada and Dadi. My other grandmother would be Maman Bozod,
1: which is Persian for grandmother. Which is true means old woman. In Rwanda. I called her Safta, which is a Hebrew word for grandma.
0: Everybody called her Mamitita. We called her Mima, Mima and Dada.
1: Grandma. Hi, I'm Steph. And I'm Robin. Welcome to Stories from Grandparents, the podcast where we share stories about and from grandparents. Hi, listeners. Robin here. Today's episode is a very special one because our guest, Talisa, is one of my best friends and inspirations for the podcast. She was raised by her grandparents, Franco and Antoinette Piri, who immigrated from Italy to Canada in 1958. She tells of her unique experience being raised by them, which is full of love, laughter, and loss. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Tell me what your grandparents meant to you. Uh,
0: They just meant everything to me. Like, everything I feel like I am today is because of them. They raised me from, like, when, right when I was born, like, took me from the hospital uh, just because my mom had me when she was very, very young. And they just knew that they could give me a better life and a better upbringing. Um, so just like everything they distilled in me from, you know, our background and culture to, like, you know, how to be kind and how to treat people and to, like, even little things to how to cook or how to clean. I'm very Catholic. I remember they put me in a Catholic private school. So at a very young age, they raised me just the way they were kind of brought up.
1: Did you see your grandmother, like you always called her grandma growing up, but yeah. like, did you see yeah. her as your mom?
0: Yes. Always. Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. I don't, I think it's funny. Cause, um, ever since I was little like she just always wanted me to call her Nona which is you know Italian for grandmother Mm -hmm. or just grandma and I think she did that because she'd always say like your mom is your mom you call her your mom and I'm your grandma but I am like your mom like you have two moms like you know so but um I think it was more of a respect thing for my mom because they just knew they could give me a better life but I think like my mom is still my mom she birthed me right and that's what they wanted to get across to me I think is like that is your mom and out of respect you still call her your mom and you know but we're your grandparents and and we're like your parents too and so yeah that's just what I think why they Mm -hmm. why they always said that but yeah no I've always called her grandma Mm
1: -hmm. or Nona yeah yeah and something I always, um, like, kind of remember about your grandma was just this, like, protectiveness of you. Totally. Uh, and, and even though I think they got um, really frustrated with you a lot, um, yeah, there was this undying, just adoration for you. And I remembered you saying that you were your grandma's favorite. And you said, <laughs> yeah, no, like, I'm serious. Like, if the whole house was on fire... <laughs> And there could be, like, so many people, like, my grandpa, my sister, my mom, like, anyone inside, like, my grandma would save me. <laughs> I
0: know, and it's so bad I say that, but I know it. It's, like, something I can't deny. And I hope my cousins don't ever hear this, or my sister. But she, Just kidding. Um, but no, she would totally tell me. She's like, you're my favorite. Because that's the thing with my grandmother is we were so close that I literally... You know how earlier I said it was like I had a mom and a grandmother, but like she's literally like a best friend too. It's like any kind of just questions or issues or problems, like I would just talk to her and she she would always give really good advice and same with my grandpa too. Oh My grandpa, he's just so hardworking, owned a business like in where the city we're from uh, really early on and then... He worked at the pulp mill until he was retired. Just really hard working. That's one thing I I would say about my grandfather and just a very hilarious person. My grandpa cracks me up. He's so funny. And I, I'd say it's funny. I remember in elementary and high school playing soccer and he would, like, run up and down. The, like, Italians are very into soccer. And that's so funny because it's, like, I had a coach, but my grandfather thought he was the coach. <laughs> and, no, seriously. And he would, like, go out. Oh, like, we'd be having our our break where we'd have our waters and our oranges our sliced oranges and he'd come over and he'd start telling us how to play on the field the coach is like okay okay Franco because he's very opinionated and he had this accent and I think he was scaring us and it's so funny though because like I would be running up the field and he would just be running up and down the field as well and you know, saying kick the ball, kick the ball, and uh, so yeah, very into soccer. Um, didn't ever miss a game. If we won a game, he would take me and my friends out after the soccer game to get Slurpees and candies and <laughs> from Seven Eleven, and uh, drive everyone home. He was just the best at that. And then, really, he's probably well. He thinks I, a lot of people can say he's probably one of the best. Fishermen in Quinell, <laughs> whether it's summer or especially ice fishing, I remember a lot of people tell me, and I've seen it for myself. Um, the The lake wouldn't even be a hundred percent frozen, and he'd still drive his truck and go fishing. Like it wouldn't stop him. Like he'd drive his truck on the lake, and people are like, "Oh my god, he can't do that! It's going to crack!" And it would never stop him. And he's funny, like even. He would be driving and I'll be like, Grandpa, that's not a parking spot. Like he'll go to park somewhere. And he's like, it is now, (laughs) you know, just very stubborn, very crazy, but um, honestly, the best. There was this one Christmas and we were sitting around the table and carolers came in front of our house and they were singing Christmas songs. And she invited them in because it was cold and they ended up eating Christmas dinner with us. (laughs) It was just that was the way it is. Right. Like just everyone came over. And I remember I used to joke around with friends in elementary or high school um, just because, you know, they'd always want to come over to my house after school. And I think it was to like, you know, go play on my trampoline or like just to hang out with me. But really, they're like, they would like right away run to my grandma and give her a hug. And they'd be like, can you make us this? Can you make us this? And they just were there for the food. <laughs> there was even one time where, you know, I came home and she's like, I was with oh our, our friend Robin Dustin. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget, we walked in the house and she's like, hey, Dustin, you like my Christmas tree? And he looks over and he's like, and it was a new one. I haven't seen this one before. And he's like, I was like, oh, my God, another one. And he was laughing. He's like, yeah, I like it. And she's like, I got it from the dump. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, I know it's so embarrassing, but literally like she was, she went to the dump to throw garbage and she just found a tree there and brought it home. She's like, who's throwing out
1: this perfectly good Christmas tree?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And in, in October. So obviously the person didn't need it or whatever. But yeah, no, it was that. So that's yeah, that's a good story right yeah. there. Another one that's very true to
1: her. Oh, man. I remember one time being at your place and waiting at the kitchen table for you to get ready. And you came out and you were in this like little skirt and uh, brown cowboy boot. It's like cowboy (laughs) boot. Okay. And your grandma looked you up and down and she said something in Italian and you were like, shut up, grandma. We were like, what is she saying? She's saying like, people talk to Lisa, people talk. You know, she's, <laughs> <laughs> like people are going to talk about your I outfit. I know, it's like, leave me alone. I'm going to a hoedown. How uh, how old were you when your grandmother passed away? Just about 24 because she passed away in
0: January and I turned 24 in March. So, yeah, 23, 24. Um, yeah, and, you know, which is still like, you know, it's it's very lucky that I got to be raised by someone until like a grandparent till I was 24 it's actually quite a long time mm-hmm. um but it's just the way it happened was very sudden so I was like even though I was old enough and I was like you know in my mid 20s still nothing really prepares you for for that especially like um because when my grandmother did pass away um it was very sudden and it was very unexpected and we were all very shocked
1: yeah, and the thing is, um, when you're raised by a grandparent, you mm-hmm. lose them when you're young, right? Like yeah, it's that's like what I mean. Parent, like, right? Exactly, and uh, that's what I mean. Like, I know
0: a lot of people like lose their grandparents when they're like, you know, it could be like ten, you know, <laughs> like really young. And I'm like, I feel fortunate that I got to be raised by them and be 24 when the first one passed away, but um, it wasn't just a grandparent it was my mom, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, I lost two. And I think that's why it hurts so bad. Cause it's like, you know, when you're young, you get, it feels like twice the love
1: mm-hmm. you get
0: like a mom and a grandma, but when they do pass away, it's like, it's,
1: it's like that much of a like loss. Twice
0: the heartache. Yeah. yeah. It was really tough. It's a hard pill to swallow for sure.
1: Can you tell me about the, the evening she passed away? Yeah, well, I know I called you that evening, actually,
0: because, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you were the first friend I told, but um, no, I just remember we were at the kitchen table just talking because we always did that. That was our thing. We would just sit at the kitchen table, have tea and cookies or whatever and talk. And uh, but it was late at night. It was about eight o'clock or so. And uh we were sitting at the table talking and uh, I remember she got up and she was at the sink and uh, she was running the water and uh, she, she asked me to get her a glass of water. And I was very confused because I was like, but you're at the sink. right?" Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, she collapsed, she fell backwards. And I was, I then like, jumped out of my chair and I ran over and uh but the way she fell was like straight backwards on her back so when I went over to her I just saw her face and like honestly like her it was just I knew like I could feel it like something I knew it was bad so then I started screaming and my grandfather ran he he was in the living room and we were in the kitchen and he ran over and uh, he, he was like, oh my God, what happened? And he was just over her and he started giving her CPR. And I got on the phone with 911 and called them right away. And I, I was talking to them on the phone. They were asking me all the questions while my grandpa was doing everything else he could. And they got there very fast and uh, the ambulance came. And in the meantime, I had to call my family just to tell them to get over because it you know it wasn't good. And, um, the ambulance, we all were in the living room cause they told us to all stay in one area and to stay calm because we all were in shock and freaking out. And, um, while they did CPR and everything on her in the kitchen and, um, yeah. And then literally like after, a like half an hour, which felt like this felt like Three hours long, but it wasn't long at all. Like it just went by so slow. And, um, she, yeah, they told us that she didn't make it. And we're like, what? Like, I just, it it happened in the blink of an eye. And I, we we all were just in shock. Like we didn't know why, what, what even caused it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, she did have a heart attack and it was probably the quickest one. Like, and that's what happened. And, it's weird because leading up to that, like I didn't feel like she seemed very stressed at all or was complaining or anything. You know what I mean? Like it was just very sudden. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how she passed away. And yeah, it's just crazy. But at least it was like, I don't know, thinking back, like my family always says, like it was quick, you know what I mean? Like it that's Tony. She went out with a bang very quick. You know? yeah. So, cause that is, that she had this kind of funny firecracker personality, but, um, yeah, no, it was just too sudden and nobody, nobody expected that at all. And she was only 69, which isn't very old.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And what was it like for you in the days after that? Because you guys were just so close.
0: I know. I think I went through grieving, like, my my me and my grandfather, like, right away. We were just crying all the time. And, you know, family was trying to sort everything out. And we just were kind of too upset to deal with it. Or, like, I'd be like, why are you guys throwing that out? Or why are you touching her stuff? Or, you know, like, reacted in that way because it's like I wanted just you need time to just kind of grasp it but at the same time it's like everyone was there in your space right so but they had to do what they had to do they we had to plan a funeral and do stuff and get it moving you know what I mean so but yeah no I felt like the next day was just very it was just very sad like and it was sad probably I think I, I grieved for a whole year and same with my grandfather it was even longer of course
1: Yeah, I can imagine because I know there's a certain yearning to preserve, you know, the house and the life and stuff. Um, All that. But then at the same time, it makes it probably hard just to be there. For sure. And that's the thing. I
0: remember being like, don't sell it. You want those to stay as memories, but also it reminds you of so much of that person. So it's like... He, he actually started fresh too, right? And he did sell the place. And that's why, I mean, when I said earlier, is like he lived a good life because even after that, because he sold the place, he just decided to travel. And like, it didn't matter his age. He saw a lot of the world. He went to Europe all the time. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it was good because it's like, he can't just sit there and in the same space and grieve. It's like, you know, you have to eventually just live your life still yeah and it's it's one of those things too it still did take a long time but it's like I was still young you know what I mean where it's like I could still move away and start a a new slave and stuff but with him it's just like they're older and now he's he's grieving so bad that he's like I miss my wife I want to go now too and stuff like when they start talking like that and that's the saddest thing to hear it's like no you have to be around you know so Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was probably the hardest part about
1: him grieving because it's like that's his soulmate, you know? So, yeah. And how old were you when your grandfather passed? Um, 27. Yeah. So
0: he didn't pass too much sooner than her.
1: Yeah, later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, 27. And, that was so I was older still, but um I feel like that was really hard too because for probably six months before he passed away, he was in and out of the hospital quite a bit. And uh he he had really bad lungs. That's what was going on with, with him and a lot of actually the traveling made it worse. He actually on his last trip he took, he got ammonia. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you catch pneumonia and you're very old, it's really hard to come back from that. So I knew he was in and out of hospitals. and uh, But he'd always get released and got to go back home and then he was fine again, right? But there was one time where it was a really bad scare and I went back and he was fine. And the doctor even said, oh, you're his his good luck charm and i was like oh really and she goes literally he was really bad in the hospital and then the second i came it's like the doctor said he was like 60% better the next day and and then he was in the hospital for like two more days after that and then he got discharged and then he was out of the hospital for like a good 3 months until he went back again but um the last time he was in the hospital um, I, I remember just my family calling me and it, like, they were like, you need to come now. Like, it's really bad. The doctor said, and I was like, Oh God. So literally the next day I left at four in the morning, went there, um, saw him. I was there for that whole day. And then the next day, so I, I got to spend two days with him, but, um, it, it was pneumonia and it was really, really bad. and. We had to make decisions about, you know, keep our on life support and, and that kind of stuff. So that was different for me because, like I said, the first time it was like it happened so fast that you were in shock and you didn't think about it. Where this time it was like you knew it was coming and you had to make the plan. It was almost harder, actually, because you just keep crying and you just wish there was a miracle, you know? Yeah. It's like you, you know what they're telling you, but yet you still think, no, it's not happening. Like he's, he'll be fine. So you try to stay positive, I guess. But
1: yeah, I heard this interesting expression recently about like when you're, when you're dealing with crises or really emotional things, it's kind of like something clicks and you just start floating above reality you know? Yeah. You're like in it and you're doing things, but you're kind of, it feels surreal because you're just floating like a little bit above it. You're on such a crisis level. And I I can kind of imagine those pivotal moments for you with your grandparents. It's so surreal. Yeah. You know, to think of that.
0: Totally. And, uh, Two very different, like I said, like one was happened too quick, but I was there. And then the second one it was like happening slowly. It's like, you know, or they were on life support. So and so yeah, it started with a pneumonia and then turned into a coma. And, you know, eventually we said goodbye and that Mm -hmm. was it. And yeah, it was just it felt slower, I guess. And uh, it was definitely it was hard both times. Not not one was harder than the other. It was just like two totally different ways to go. But I I just feel now I'm just you know I was I feel good that I was there for you know as traumatic as they both were. It's like at least I got to be with them till their last seconds. You know, there's just too many. I think they're just. You know, like, grandparents just, I think, because they've been through it all or they're just older and wise, like, I don't know what it is, but they just always listen to them because they know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always take their advice, like, ask them anything and, you know, just always, whatever they say, just do it or listen because they they know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) They do. (laughs)
1: thank you for listening
0: to stories from grandparents if you have any interest in submitting stories or if you want to
1: participate on the podcast please send us an email at stories from at gmail.com